And thank you for listening to 1290 CJBK. I'm Dan Gull, along with Jeff Schlemmer. Hi. In for Marion Boyd. She's she's skirting the issues around here. That's what she is. <laughs> and also Bob Metz. Hi, Dan. How are you guys? Good. Not too bad. Thank you again for uh, coming on the air and joining us for Left, Right, and Center. Our numbers are 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. For those of you who would like to jump into the fray this morning and discuss our, our topics and the issues that we're uh, going to be uh, uh, discussing. Um, the first one off top, just so that you know, is we had... Some interest this morning on the free-for-all with regards to Megan Walker's editorial comment, and she was also on the Steve Garrison show this morning being interviewed by Steve, um, uh, questioning her uh, and her response to the, uh, the editorial, the London Free Press editorial that was endorsing the John Schools. Um, and Megan Walker does have a problem with the, the John Schools. And I think one key point that was made in her um, letter to the editor, uh, to the London Free Press today, was that guys can take this course and not be charged or have a criminal record but the woman will be charged and could get a criminal record as well. And was wondering if uh, you guys had any thoughts or opinion on, on uh, the John schools. Uh, well, it's a little unquestionable that that's unfair. But what Megan wants to do is spread the pain around and make sure everybody gets charged. What I'd rather see is that nobody gets charged. Um, why should prostitution be illegal? Somebody answer me that one. Uh, well, I think some people have suggested over time that it's uh, it's sort of bad for society. It's one of those things that uh, sort of makes society a worse place to be. Now, having said that, it used to be the case that we thought that gambling was bad as well. And uh, I sort of look at, at the changes over the years uh, where we've gone from sort of this um, sort of puritanical Christian-based society where we had identified these things that we thought of as being really bad. And, uh, and there's been a movement away from them. In a lot of cases, one of the things that's happened in relation to prostitution, I believe, is that that it used to be the case that it was just the women who would be charged. Uh, I think that men can be charged now, although, again, they have the things like John School and so on. Well, what's bad about it? Steps. Uh, well, again, it comes back to this question of, uh, of however you define it, morality, I think. Some well, then, then why are we picking on prostitutes? Why aren't we going into every pub and bar in this city every night where people pick people up for free and have sex? The only issue in prostitution is that money exchanges it's an exchange hands. of money. And that's the, that's the thing that makes it different from any other kind of supposed, quote, immoral behavior. Well, and I thought you were, when you talked about bars, I thought you were going to say, why is drinking legal? And of course, it wasn't at one point. At one point back in the early part of the year, or century, the temperance movement had shut down drinking on the basis that it was immoral mm -hmm. as well. So what's the vice for society? Shifting the, the, all the time. The vice or the attempt to suppress the vice? I would suggest that history has proven time and time again that it's the attempt to suppress the vice that is far more more harmful to society than anything that could come out of the vice. I mean, I'm not worried about prostitutes or disease spreading because I don't visit them. Very simple. It's a very simple now, solution here. On the whole, <laughs> some, some people do. Some people do. That's and, their choice. And as and a society, should risk? we be concerned no. that they... Why? We shouldn't be concerned that they run the risk of contacting AIDS, well, that's HIV. Their Let them have it. If they're, they're going to take that risk, I'm not going to feel sorry for them. Like, wh what am I going to do? Create a police state to protect them from themselves? And if I'm if I'm going to do that, why pick just on prostitutes? Why not? Like I say, go into every bar, check out every guy trying to pick up any chick in a bar. I mean, that's that's the bottom line, isn't it? We well, should have police there, morality police, and telling them they can't drink too much, they can't uh, sleep with partners who aren't married to them, that they can't do all kinds of things. I, I just don't get it. 
The only thing here I think that the government's interested in is a cut of the money. Just well, follow the money. That's where every issue is. I don't think Megan is, but I, I think that uh, one of the things that uh, exists around the world is that, of course, there are very different laws in different countries dealing with prostitution, and some countries are extremely liberal as far as prostitution. I believe that Holland, for instance, um, that it's much more liberal. I remember reading about World War II, for instance, where uh, in the German army, I believe, that they had, uh, they had uh, health workers that went around to the uh, brothels to uh, make sure that they were trying to keep disease down, whereas in, in the Allied armies, we didn't do that and had terrific problems with venereal disease. Um, having said that, though, I think that, that uh, my upbringing is, you know, Christian upbringing, uh, traditional one, and I was always told that uh, prostitution was a bad thing, that it was just fundamentally immoral. And also, the, the other aspect that we haven't talked about is, there's a suggestion, and, and I heard you guys talking about this morning on the radio, that uh, there is an element of victimization in it. That one, as far as... Uh, well, definitely having laws against it is not just an element of victimization, it's a program of victimization. Um, there's and no that's, question and about that's it. the question, as you say. If you don't like it, what's the best way to deal with it? How do you stamp it out, given that there is a demand that a lot of people seem to want to go well, to prostitutes? I don't feel that I have a right to stamp out everything I don't like, just because I disagree with... The, the idea of living in a free society, I always thought, was that we could disagree with one another without having to hit each other on the head with clubs. Well, one and of your, force each other to agree with each other. One of your other. themes, I, I believe, is that, again, that you should be free to do anything that doesn't hurt somebody else. Uh, as long as I it's consensual it, behavior. You, yeah, can, you, exactly. you may do things that hurt yourself, and you may do things that hurt your partner, even, or yeah. both of you hurting each other. But so, Bob, you're saying that prostitution should be legalized. Yeah, it is, actually. Uh, What's really not legal is the solicitation. Okay, now, with, with going with that, that, that is, it is legal... It will not put an end to, you know, people having an adulterous affair. No. Nope. Uh, it will, you know, which can break the home life, the family home. Mm -hmm. uh, do you not think that there is a question of morality Absolutely, here? Absolutely, on the part of the husband or, or wife who's breaking their vows. That's the only place the moral issue is. If you're going to put anyone in jail, those are the people that you should be putting in jail and finding because they're breaking a commitment that they made. The prostitute's breaking no such commitment. The other side of it that I guess, from my end of it, when I talk about whether there should be prostitution or shouldn't be, uh, whether it should be legal or not, what I wish is that we had a world where anybody who didn't want to be a prostitute wasn't compelled to be or didn't feel compelled to be because of their economic circumstances. Well, and I, we, I we, we, do, we live in that world, I think Jeff. That happens but, a lot. And, well, I don't think it does. And, yeah. and I know people who prostitute themselves, who not in the sex trade, but who take high-paying government jobs, for example, that I know they hate. They just hate it, but it pays them so well. But again, they I think stay there a, and they suffer all the you know, swings and, I don't and arrows. Know how you define morality, but it, but uh, somebody who prostitutes themselves by working in a big fancy office, but having to suck up to some clients they don't like, whatever. I think there's a whole different moral quality to that than having sex with somebody who you really don't want to. I think that's um, a lot different. Well, I agree with you. I I couldn't do it quite frankly, but I couldn't do that with respect to any job that I had. I'd have to like the job that I had. Yeah. And. and uh, the, 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 the fundamental issue is that most people who are in this profession have chosen to be there for one reason or other, whether we think it's good or bad. Yeah, and we can't brush them all with the same brush, and that's what's happening. Some, but some, and it can be argued that some are in that profession because they have no other profession to go to. Well, not, not, that, not that pays the kind of money they're making in that profession. But that's no a such, myth. Well, that's a myth. I, I, you know, I've, I've done uh, work for prostitutes over the years, um, you know, and, and one thing or another, and... Uh, 
there are very few of them that make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I, I guess for my, I'm not saying that it should be outlawed or illegal or anything else because maybe there are some women who want to make a lot of money and go off and do that, and that's fine. The ones that concern me are the people who are driven to it who really don't make any money, have a terrible life and a terrible existence. And I wish we lived the, in a world where that wasn't the, the case. The, the, and I think I know what you're saying. I mean, you're talking about like a 15, 16-year-old girl that finds herself on the street because her mom and dad have booted her out on, on, uh, on the curb, and she's got no other way of making money other well, than doing some tricks. Well, she's outside the scope of my discussion, because I'm speaking of adults, and anybody who's not at the age of consent shouldn't be in this business, and the, and the police have every right to do something about those situations. Well, what do they do? And I think Megan's concern is that what she says is they go after the women and not the men, and that just seems unfair. Well, yeah, it is unfair, but it's the same as in, in the drug trade, for example. There's less emphasis put on the user than there is on the pusher even though it's part of the same process. When we had Sunday shopping laws, who did they put put in jail? They put the store owner in jail, not the people who walked into his store sh shopping on Sunday. Let's, it's the same principle. Let's take a call. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz on 1290 CJBK. If you want to uh, join in the fray, 643-1290. Start 1290 on the Cantel Network. Barry, you're on the air. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Morning. Good. That's good. I have a quick uh, point that I just want to bring up. Um, what is wrong with having, uh, the, the morality police? Like, like, personally, I feel that if you have, uh, something that is wrong in society, and, and there used to be, it used to be wrong, right, to, uh, to go and, and have sex with, uh, um, you know, somebody who was not your spouse. That used to be looked down upon. And so, like, it was, but like, a social, um, um, Embarrassment, right? But today, and, and you know, I, I just don't see what's wrong with uh, with uh, with morality yeah. police. Sorry, with the morality police, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, as soon as you have morality police, you cease to have morality. Morality is that area that is only open to our choice, and if the choice is taken away from us, it ceases to be a moral issue. No, no, morality would be a guideline. It would be you. You could act all within morality. Well, what, what, well, then what do you do with two people who have conflicting moralities? Which one gets to beat up on the other one? Well, because whichever, you see what which, happens Whichever is, one was uh, socially acceptable. Now, if we well, said, see, okay, um, you cannot have sex with somebody um, who is not your spouse. Just make it just a blanket like that. Now, I know that's extreme, but let's just say that's the, that's the case. Sure. Okay, that's easy to enforce. Is Are it? you married? No, I'm not. Boom! Everybody, everybody is guilty. So what would what would the penalty that? be? What would you do to somebody? What would I do? Yeah. Or, or what would I have done? Ten in years in society? jail. Life, and you know. <laughs> what, what's that? Make them get married. I think that should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea, and I, 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 I would know you would eliminate a lot of that. Uh, well, that uh, what you get, what, going what on. you get when you have so-called morality police, and you can see it in any country where you have conflicting religions that are that have state support. Well, I don't is know that any you'll... religion that that uh, promotes uh, promiscuity. No, but they may have differing points of view, and that just may be one element of it. What I'm suggesting well, I, I to you is that, that, what, what let's that say mean? the majority, like, let's say that the majority believes one thing and there's a minority that believes something else and that they, they believe it's their right to believe it, it's their life, lives, you know, and so along comes the majority and says you can't do this and the only means me an that the majority has... Give me has, an example of that. Well, the one you just picked. Say, you, say we got a guy okay, that, that, okay. that was committing adultery. Okay, now what, what religion promotes adultery? None. 
Okay, religion's well, a personal matter, not a state matter. So surely you know what has happened in history when we combine the state and religion. Religion turns evil because the state is force, and that's my point, is that to, to resolve any dispute between two people who have differing moralities, if you don't allow them to each go their separate peaceful ways, you have to resort to force somewhere down the line, and that's immoral. It's just immoral. The use of force is what is immoral in society. I disagree totally. You do? I disagree totally. Oh, yeah. I speak, of course, of oh, the initiation yeah. I can say, oh, yeah, stealing is really good because well, that's the initiation I can feed my family because I'm, I'm stealing. But society says, no, stealing is not good. Because stealing is the initiation of force against someone. You're stealing something from them that's not yours. That's no, you were saying that, uh, that the enforcement was coming on from society to the, the person uh, who was um, acting on their own free will. Well, in the case of something that only affects them, yeah, you can't have laws against vices and things like that, because, first of all, they're counterproductive. The minute we bring in drug laws, for example, we fuel the drug trade because we make it profitable to be in that business. The minute we, we suppress the prostitution, we make it more attractive because it becomes more valuable and the price goes up because of all the, the, the problems that are inherent with the law with it. And the law just gets in the way of trying to enact anything that has anything to do with morality. Well, see, I, I disagree with that. See, the, the problem is, with the, with the lawbreakers, we're too lenient on them. We'll say, okay, well, we can, we can uh, say you're guilty of doing whatever but, uh, it aren't, is. Aren't you and we'll get them off with, uh, with uh, virtually a slap on the wrist. So there's no, there's no um, well, I would agree reason with for them you. To, uh, to, uh, to stop doing whatever it is that they're doing. Well, if they're doing something that's a crime against another person or property, absolutely, I agree with you. But that's not what we're talking about here, are we? We're talking about two oh, adults no, it who is, consent it, to conceivably, something. Conceivably, it is a crime against everybody, especially if, if I'm a taxpayer and I have to support, let's say, uh, somebody in the dark, drug trade. I'm, I'm, ta I'm, I'm taxed, and my tax dollars is, are, are going to, let's say, uh, somebody who's uh, uh, a uh, addicted to heroin. I'm giving them free needles, and I'm doing this, and I'm, you know... I agree. You shouldn't, uh, the government shouldn't be allowed to use force on you to give it to somebody else to support their bad habits, whatever However, they might be. However, that's not the case. But, exactly, but what you're advocating is more of that, because if you want the morality police, I'll tell you, they're gonna, they cost money, too, and they'll be costing you a lot of money. Well, I, and I they'll probably be coming after you than, before uh, you know than, it. Than actually supporting the people that are uh, out there doing anything anyways. Like, you, you, you well, let's get back to the they're, 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 they're cutting the here. tickets or they're not cutting the tickets and they're turning a blind eye, but they're still there. Okay, without, without joking about it, let's get back to your example. What would you do to a person that was found to be adulterous? Like, what's, what's your, your real idea of a proper fine, penalty, punishment, whatever you think is appropriate for such a person? Okay, I'd have to back up a little bit. And one thing I would do is try to enforce that this is a social embarrassment, and then I would socially embarrass them. Okay, so if he disagrees with, so if, let's say there's three of us that disagree with something you say, so we should have a right to socially embarrass you? Is that how the society that we're going to live in is going to work? We're all going to, you know, busily embarrass each other because we disagree with certain things? That kind of sounds like politics, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you I'm running? <laughs> Barry, we're going to move on to another caller. We thank you for your time and, and, and thank you for your call this morning. 643-1290, start 1290 in the Cantel Network. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall. And James is on the air now. James, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys? Morning. Good. Uh, I have a couple of points. First of all, uh, with all the violence in the world today, I think uh, giving someone an orgasm is hardly the worst thing in the world you can do. And uh, 
that for morality, what about the morality of the person that's selling their body? For instance, uh, we all work for a living, and we all know what it's like to get our paycheck. <clears throat> so let's say um, you know what you pay um, out on income tax on $1,500. So uh, a person that chooses to sell their body, they don't pay nothing. That's the attraction. They don't pay nothing, and I can do that too, especially if I'm a male and I want to turn male tricks. I can make a pretty good buck, but, you know, but I morally choose not to do that. I respect myself and my body. We don't know what you look like. We don't know how good a buck you Oh, hey, I'm a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> I got the perfect face for radio. Anyways, um, anyways uh, also, um, let's say, never mind for the morality as well, never mind the married guy and all that. Let's yep. say I'm a single guy. Yeah. What is the difference? It, the bottom line is I want to get laid. What is the difference morally, morally, if I just cut the chase, hire a prostitute, get what I want, or if I go out, go to a singles bar or a bar, wine and dine and pick someone up? Morally, there's no difference. Exactly. I don't see no difference. There isn't any. But I bet a lot of ministers in town would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother ball of wax. <laughs> Thanks for your comments okay. this morning, James. All the best to you. And Noel, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. I just want to say it's a couple of things. First of all, um, you know, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put uh, titles uh, like morality police and so on on, on various sorts of law that enforce um, a certain morality because, first of all, all laws in the book, uh, you know, you can't show me one law that is not fundamentally founded on on morality they all are <clears throat> secondly morality is a constant if morality is not a constant then we wouldn't have any prisons in canada uh because one's morals would be different than another's morals we, we might have different sets of beliefs and values but morals and morality in itself is a constant it has to be otherwise this whole conversation is uh, is is nonsense I think morals shift, though, and you look at, there are all kinds of laws, like income tax laws, for instance, and we took this in law school where he talked about laws that mirror morality, like murder and that kind of thing, versus laws that are more like regulatory, um, like tax laws, for instance, where the governments decide they want money from you. So yeah, a lot of those laws. laws are immoral, too, but anyway. Yeah, so so they're not necessarily the same, but the other thing is I think that morals do change. Like, I look at, for instance, 15 years ago, drunk driving was far more accepted than it is now. That's not immoral, though. Like, a moral, you're talking about a standard, a moral, in other words, a whole set of standards, and what are you going to measure one standard up against the other? Like, you know, you can talk today about um, when I was growing up 25 years ago, not all that long ago, uh, if we were going to school and there was a kid in that school who was from, we'll say, a one-parent home, the, the parents had split up, well, you know, we, we felt certainly a degree of compassion for that individual because it was not an ideal circumstance. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we have to pretend that we have uh, seven or eight different circumstances that are all equal in value, and they simply are not. Well, so that's, that's not a changing of morality. That's just a changing of... of uh, I, I don't well, want to use the word ideals, but a, yeah. a, a watering down, if you will, of values and ideals. That's not a change in morality. Well, I think you're right. There are fundamental morals that, that sort of most Have people would be. agree on. And then, and then where it gets fuzzy is a question of how far do you take those. Like, for instance, was there ever a time where prostitution was considered to be immoral? And if so, how do you define that? And well, we can go back to Mary Magdalene. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the exactly. bottom line is um, that if, if an act outside of, uh, of marriage is going to be endorsed, 
you can't use the consenting adult argument because now you people wanting and certain groups wanting to reduce the age of consent to 12 and, and 14. I don't know if Mr. Metz would want to see 12-year-olds running around with, uh, uh, you know, mothers and brothers and fathers. There has to be some sense of, uh, of societal, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There has to be an agreement uh, among society to, well, you're right, you're to right. certain morals. Otherwise... It's totally corrupt. You're right, and, and and but but governments don't legislate morality. What they do is legislate the the principle that they discovered for morality, but, which but is that's called all, individual that's all the rights. Laws, the laws of the books, Bob, are legislative morality. Let's, yes, but you know. they all deal with rights. Governments only legislate on rights, not on morality. And oh, when a person no, but no, but what if what if an individual quote has a uh, as you fellas termed earlier their own morality, and and in their mind they had six kids at home and they were starving to death, so. It they doesn't matter. In the corner store and stole the loaf of bread. Well, well at that you point, you put him in prison. Hang so on, no. you're, you're saying right then and there, it's a contradiction. Not, right not, not at all. It's consistent. Sure it the moment he goes and robs the store, he violates the other guy's rights. Well, Up until somebody, his violation of that right. If somebody was prostituting on a corner, if the prostitution was legal or a prostitution had no definition and people were allowed to sell their bodies, well... What if they sold it a block away from my house and that affected the value of my house, Bob? There's no difference. Well, I don't that, think that, I don't do think I there right should be any kind of vending of any service on public property. Oh, no, but what if it's in a given area that gets a reputation and it affects my land value? You, well, you if you're in that, that area, that extreme, Bob, and, and the whole thing falls apart. Noel, thank you for your call this morning. Right. We appreciate it. Good points. Well, you Good know, points. Noel is correct that, that all laws are based on a system of morality, but the but what we derive from that morality and that what has evolved since, like, the Magna Carta and a whole series of documents since is the principle of individual rights, which is what we discover, and that's what governments legislate is rights. And they may make some rights that are not really rights, and they may not enforce rights that, that should be ours. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall on 1290 CJBK, 643-1290, Star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Coming in next, we're going to talk about the World Trade Organization Convention, which I understand is going real well, as the Seattle uh, government has declared a state of emergency and put a curfew last evening from 7 p.m. to sunrise because of uh, protesters uh, turning on, or are they, turning on the uh, National Guard. And I want to get your imp impressions on protesters protesting capitalism, protesting genetically altered foods, protesting, uh, I mean, these people were burning dollar bills and and two dollar bills and five dollar bills and twenty dollar bills protesting making money and in return got pepper sprayed rubber bullets were shot into them like your impressions on that on the world trade organization's convention and the uh, the backlash of protesters that's occurring in seattle today it's eleven thirty. talk of the town and left right and center continues after this on 1290 cjbk Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 1290 CJBK. I'm Dan Gall, along with our guests this morning, Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. It's left, right, and center. 643-1290. Start 1290 on the Cantel Network are the numbers if you'd like to come on and uh, comment on our show. 
governor of Seattle declared a state of emergency in Seattle, and two platoons of National Guardsmen were on hand this morning to try to prevent a second day of chaos and violence. The state of emergency in Seattle is the first authorized since the anti-Vietnam demonstrations of the 60s. The mayor of Seattle imposed a 7 p.m. to sunrise curfew last night after thousands of protesters forced the World Trade Organization to cancel its opening ceremonies and shift location from the downtown theater to the city's most more secure convention center. Uh, we saw it last night on TV. It's on the front page of our papers this morning. Thousands of protesters were tear-gassed, and within a half hour, police had swept a 10-square-block area that had been held by more than 50,000 demonstrators throughout the day. Some of the protesters leaving could be heard telling others to rally this morning at 7 a.m. at the Sheridan Hotel. Police used tear gas, rubber bullets, and armored vehicles to clear the way for delegates from 135 countries. Some protesters were seen burning $1, $5, and $20 bills, some suggesting that it is the ultimate symbol rejection of a capitalist society, a society they say has impoverished the majority while the minority enjoyed profit. The protesters are from the labor, environment, and campus-based movements with concerns that ranged from genetically modified foods to the erosion of labor standards in third world countries. Some protesters chained themselves to concrete blocks and lay in the street so they couldn't be removed. But removed they were. One protester suggests there is no democracy in this country. I assume that the reason they would impose curfews and rubber bullets and all that would be to make some of the world leaders feel at home. Uh, you know, the guys from Malaysia and so oh. on. That's, that's, that's the normal uh, day, in the, day in the life of one of those guys. So Don't I you think they the protesters are making them feel at home already? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like so if, they were first, if you're going to host a world event, you can expect that the world comes to your door. And in some places in the world, there are some big problems right now, and they'll follow you there. This kind of government action on protesters in, Canada, in, in the United States or in Canada... Is the protester right in saying there is no democracy in this country? No, no there's too no. much democracy. Everybody <laughs> thinks they have a right to vote anything they want out of anybody's pocket and out of anybody's resources. You know, these people have nothing to offer in terms of, a, of an alternative, so they, so they offer chanting and anti-capitalist. I don't care if they burn all their money. If they really don't like the capitalist system, leave it. Go to some communist country where, where, where conditions are what they're preaching, and then, then and the we'll concern, see how much they like it. Yeah, the concern, of course, is that uh, and you get, anytime you get uh, 20,000 people together or whatever, you're going to get people on the, on the total fringe, anarchists and so on, but most of the people there are protesting not against uh, capitalism per se. They're protesting against the World Trade Organization which is not an elected body. The concern there is that there's no democracy at the World Trade Organization, which is very true. Well, there uh, no, nobody gets to vote for trade. the representatives at the World Trade Organization. And one of the things that's happening is that, for instance, I read yesterday about uh, one of the Canadian negotiators who negotiated our entry into the World Trade Organization is that they say the WTO has become far more powerful than we thought it was going to be when we got into it. And what's happening is that time and time again, Canada is losing cases at the WTO and finding that we don't control our country anymore and that the people who do control it we don't get to vote for uh, that's the big concern you people like Marat Barlow of the Council of Canadians what are controls saying, does the World Trade Organization want on well, our economy if you want to, well basically uh, as much as they can get and, and well name one that, name one okay well ethyl gasoline starts off with lumber what's uh, ethyl gas how's that control the economy 
how does it control the economy? Yeah. Well, basically what they did was force Canada to agree to uh, allow the Ethel Corporation to sell gasoline additives in Canada that have been banned in the United States. As and being how, did they, how did they, how did the they enforce that, they did that enforcement? Like, why would Canada go along? The World Trade Organization, who said that you've signed an agreement which says that you can't shut out an American company that wants to come and sell something in Canada, even though they can't sell it in the United States because it's too dangerous. Uh, you're allowed to sell it in Canada still. Canadian government tried to stop it, spent uh, several million dollars on legal fees trying to stop it, and ultimately lost and found. So you're saying you're saying the courts decided that this that this World dangerous thing. Well, you said they, they also sued. struck down the auto. The World pact. Trade Organization is the court now. Is that what you're yes, saying? it is, and uh, they they struck down the auto pact recently. You may have heard about that. Uh, they've struck down our uh, uh, the way we deal with softwood lumber. They struck down split run magazines and said that we can't have those. They're doing this all sounds these, all good to me. These are all things. These are those are decided. things we shouldn't have. Those are all things that uh, people who we didn't get to vote for have decided are, are the way things are going to be in Canada. One of the things that's on the agenda is uh, health care. Basically what they're trying to say is that Canada should not be able to have better health care than other countries in the WTO because it's an unfair advantage. And again, so we go along with that and all of a sudden we have to basically come down to the level of the third world because the WTO says that if we do that it'll be better for uh, trading I don't think they said that Canada shouldn't have a better health care system. I, no, I think exactly they said they it say. shouldn't be forced by the government no, and that's subsidized exactly what by the said. government no, to the they say that we can't focus on things that we as Canadians think are important because by doing that we're discriminating against other countries who don't have these things. We're making Canada well, if, better if than Canadians the other countries. think their health care is important, they would pay for it and the World Trade Organization couldn't anymore. do anything WTO, about it. WTO, as long as we're a party to it, WTO gets to make those decisions. Now we can opt out of it. Well, if we want okay, to. there you go. That's the answer. So obviously you can't blame the World Trade Organization. You blame our own politicians who get us into a deal that maybe you don't like. And, and that's why and Canadian... That's that's why Canadian protesters are down there saying, let's get out of this thing. <laughs> you're listening to Left, Right, <laughs> and Center. Uh, you're listening to Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, Dan Gall, 643-1290, Star 1290 in the Cantel Network, if you'd like to comment on the show. Joan has a, uh, an opinion and a comment. Welcome to the show, Joan. Good morning, guys. Morning. Um, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I'm uh, very educated in what they're protesting about, but <clears throat> what I, did I understand you correctly when they were um, saying that the majority of them is impoverished and minorities are making the money? Is that uh, correct, what you said? No, I think one of the things they were getting at was that the trend over the last 15 years in the global economy has been that wealth is being concentrated in far fewer hands than used to be. And that's true in Canada, too, that, that what's uh, happened... Why would they... The, my point... My, what I didn't understand is to burn that money, could they not... If, if that's how they felt, could they not have handed that money to a homeless person? Oh, that's a stunt. Um, the whole thing's a stunt. I mean, I know it's a stunt, but it just... To me, it just changes everything that they're protesting then. Sure. I don't under, to me, I, maybe, I mean, I'm not very educated in what they're protesting against. I'm not going to pretend that I am. Yeah. But I, I didn't understand that at all. But if, if, for instance, what they're saying is that, for instance, in Canada last year, it was, um, there was a report that came out recently that uh, the Alberta government decided not to collect $2 billion in taxes from oil companies that they should have collected. So f the $2 billion did not go into uh, tax revenue that could have been used to help, uh, help social programs. So what they're saying is that to show that this is a problem, we're going to burn a $20 bill symbolically to say, you know, this isn't fair, basically. And, and the whole goal of the protesters, of course, is to get on the front page of the paper. And from their exactly. standpoint, they're just as happy to be, be uh, pepper sprayed as anything else because it gets them in the news and gets the World Trade it's Organization out of the news. kind of like they're just news. playing off each other, though, for stunts, like to make the headlines. Like that's, to me, more or less, like, you're right. What they're saying is they're just trying to make headlines. The government's doing it. They're doing it. 
it just seems that everybody just wants to be on the front page and nobody's getting anywhere. I think the, the, what, where they come from is they say because you can't be elected to the WTO, none of these people who have all these different views can, can go to the WTO and say, here's what we think. So what they do is stand outside the door instead and say, here's what we think, and we're going to do something flamboyant and dramatic so that the press will jump all over it so they'll listen to us and not listen to the WTO. Let me ask you this question, though, and I, and I, and I don't know if you can answer it, but by using pepper spray, rubber bullets, bringing in armored vehicle, putting in a curfew overnight. Uh, what does that suggest to you with regards to protesting? And you have 50,000 people that are obviously there for a reason. Do they not have a right to be there? I believe they have a right to be there, but I think they have to act according to the law. I think if you have 50,000 people in your city, and it, to me it... If the people start getting out of hand, when that starts like a chain reaction, then then you're putting the rest of the people that live in, in that they, city They weren't out of hand. They were just sitting that's, down. <laughs> that's just that's sitting a down. good point, and, and, and that's something that has to be clarified. These people were not throwing rocks. They were not uh, cr uh, having violence or looting. It wasn't when they were denying access. The, They're doing what Gandhi used to do. They the pepper spray and the rubber bullets then. That's, they, they used the bullets and the pepper spray to remove the people so that the entourage of this convention, the 3,000 convention, Engineers, if you will, can go into their building to take part in the yeah, convention. Aren't they entitled to a peaceful, to peaceful movement around the city? Isn't that what the police is supposed to provide everyone with? And if you're confronted with people who won't let you move, do you think though that they would actually an have act of done violence. what they did without any sense that there might have been some danger? Well. Well, no, I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I'm not too yeah. sure, but, but I'm but just thinking, I don't think they would have went in nowadays, especially in the media, with these rubber bullets and the pepper spray and everything, if they didn't think that there was a chance that there could have been trouble. No, it's, that's not the reason at all. The reason is, as Bob says, that the government say... Uh, it's illegal to block people from walking down the sidewalk, and you're doing that. You're breaking a, a small law. But it's also very embarrassing for the United States if they can't hold this meeting. Um, so from their standpoint, they want to show in the world, in the world uh, uh, arena that they're in charge. Why can't these protesters protest peacefully? By well, not, they, they were protesting not, peacefully, no. but no, they're not, they're not being peaceful you do it peacefully, access. but in an annoying place. Just That's like what unions, it's all about. You, know, that, that you, block sit, you sit down and you do nothing, but you do it in an annoying place. And that's what Gandhi... You know, Gandhi well, to move British, about. That's why I got him out of India. So it's nonviolent protest. What you do is you say, I'm going to sit here, and you're going to be annoyed that I'm sitting here, and I'm going to dare you to do something about it. Then what happens is that when the people do do something about it, they look like the heavies. They look like the bad guys because they're throwing rubber bullets around. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a public relations battle. That's yeah. what it is. Joe, thank, thank you for your call this thank morning. You. All the best to you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall. Our numbers are 643-1290, Star-1290, and the Cantel Network. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Left, Right, and Center. Our guests this morning, Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, I'm Dan Gall, 643-1290, Star-1290, and the Cantel Network. If you just joined us, we uh, went into break discussing the World Trade Organization Convention in Seattle. We're in Seattle. They have declared it a state of an emergency. They have two platoons of National Guardsmen on hand today at the conference to try to prevent a second day of chaos and violence that occurred last evening. The state of emergency in Seattle is the first authorized since the anti-Vietnam demonstrations of the 1960s. Gord, you have a take on this. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Good. Oh, uh, yeah, it seems to me like what the WTO is doing it's like uh, the MAI was stopped. It's sort of like a, a football analogy. They're stopped hitting the line, so they're trying to do an end run. And they're almost like becoming, they're more or less like a corporate communism. I think this is what the protest is against. It's like, 
local governments have no say anymore in how they want to govern themselves. What makes you say yeah, that? I think you're right. Why would free trade threaten a government? I don't get it. If you and I have, have the right to trade freely, how does that threaten our government? We can't break the law. We can't steal from each other. We but can't. it's not free. Basically, you mean, all you I've got nothing to I say the goods I buy are free, but, but I am you know, free to trade with Gord or the not. Whole, the whole point of the WTO is to prevent free trade. Basically, what they do is bring in all kinds of rules to say, if you're going to trade, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this, and if you don't like it, you can't trade at all. It's the opposite of free trade. Yeah, they're not Well, they're that's not, not the rules you described earlier, Gord, Jeff. go ahead. Sorry? No, they're not protesting capitalism. I think they're protesting corporate communism right now. That's what's happening. Well, they're also not, what is corporate communism? Well, it's not a guy. I think the term oligarchy I've never heard of it <laughs> yeah well that's true that's exactly what it is you know and uh, and I think what was it you understand that communism is a state system of of force. You realize that, eh? Any well, we saw rubber bullets yesterday. Corporate wasn't force. Corporations well. that were shooting them. Well, yeah. sure was. Tyranny can come in the form of a business suit as well as a uniform. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm all for like, uh, you know, like capitalism. I live in a great society. I understand that, but when People are trying to take the freedom away and say, you know, like, uh, you can't prevent this bad product from coming into, you know, your country because you signed this little deal or whatever. Well, I, I might agree if, if I could accept the premise that it's a bad product, etc., etc. I would say, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad clause in the agreement. But the, but the whole thing overall, you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. And that's the problem here. Is everybody's complaining about deals in the bathwater. Sa same with same with uh, Canada's free trade agreement. I could pick a, pick that apart if you wanted me to. But in principle, it reduces barriers. And anything that reduces barriers between people around the world, economic barriers, is good. If that's what they were doing. But the problem in this case again is that nobody's protesting against trade. Trade is good. Capitalism is good. That's fine. But the problem is when you have one group that try to tilt the rules totally in their favor, which are the large corporations, who are the guys who support the world? Well, what are they doing to tilt the rules in their favor? Well, among other things, they say the one example is you've got an American corporation, Ethel, saying our Pick government. Pick another example, because I agree with you on that one. Pick another one. Well, <laughs> one right off the bat. But again, for instance, on <laughs> split, split Jeez, Bob. Well, I, just, I mean, I don't agree with I'll him. I'll accept his point. But I don't think that you went that they went through a whole court system and found that it was quote as dangerous as you say. Well, I mean, that's exactly environmentalists what happened. are are but, a little prone to exaggeration. What an absurd a situation where a company can't sell its product in its country, but it can sell it in other ones. And that's happened over the years where we've had all kinds of products that are not allowed to be sold in North America that are sold in third third world countries again because they can't sell them where they are because the, they're declared dangerous. The protesters are oh, coming. There's other reasons for that. The protesters are coming mostly from the labor, environment, and campus-based movements with concerns that ranged from, as mentioned, genetically altered foods to the erosion of labor standards in the third world countries. This is what one protester had to say. I don't think any third world country needs American money. It will just make them dependent. I think it's dangerous to actually think that money can solve problems. Well, money can and does solve problems. That, of course, is, is a complete denial of the facts. Um, every country around the world is hungry for American dollars. If he was in those countries, he would be too. He's living in a country that has access to American dollars, and so he's got the, he's got the luxury of well, saying stupid things like that. I mean, it's just stupidity. It's well, just someone... Who, who, 
we are all interdependent. Come on, get with the program. That's what happened when the caveman came out of the cave and we discovered the division of labor, and therefore that you'd, one person didn't have to do everything to, to sustain his life. You, did, you don't have to get up in the morning and grow your crops. You don't have to get up in the morning and, and build your house and do all, that, all sorts of things like that, although some people may choose to do so. A marketplace with a division of labor allows you to get those services for money at a fraction of the time that you would spend in your own life providing yourself with well, those I, things. I and that's why we, our standard of living gets better. I don't think they have it's called capitalism. Uh, American money, I think. Is, but they just they said like, they did, Gordon. Well, okay. <laughs> no, one person, but I think what it is, it's a... They don't want to become dependent on them now. It's a great, exactly, okay, that's my charity, point. But don't make me dependent on you. Well, why don't you want to be dependent on somebody that's giving you all kinds of goodies? I mean, when we trade, <laughs> well, how naive can you be? For God's sake, I like my Japanese uh, <laughs> stereos and TV sets. I like the stuff I buy from the well, states. Sure, I, same I, here. I, I know I don't consider it dependence. They have a dependence on me as a customer the, too. It's what, a two-way yeah, street. But when he talks about the United States, one, what they're talking about is that realistically, in the World Trade Organization, the United States dominates it. The United what, States no, gets what, Jeff, it what they're talking well, about is that no, they don't. Exactly have what happens in the world economy right now. What happens is that the United States dictates the WTO. If you seriously believe that when the United States passes a law at the WTO, they're doing it because it's a goodie for you, and that there isn't a price to that, then you're then you must believe in Santa Claus. I think uh, also. Well, what's wrong with I, that? <laughs> I think too. I think every culture has a, a pride in their own culture, and. Uh, and when we start to care about that, even ourselves, if we, if we another culture try to come in and say, no, you have to live our culture. Well, that's what's happening be, in Canada. There would be resentment. There would be resentment. And there but, is resentment. But, Gordon, I mean, the facts cannot be denied. We're going into the new millennium in a global economy. Mm -hmm. It's a global economy. Well, let's make a point here. We've always been in the global economy. The only difference is our governments of the past never recognized it, just as at one time the church and state didn't want to recognize the earth was round. I mean, well, it's true. doesn't mean that the earth ago. was flat before people be, believed economy, in it. Work for people? Years ago. Excuse me. Shouldn't the economy sort of work for all people? I mean, within well, the that context, like, uh, it shouldn't be detrimental. To, like, uh, right. it shouldn't break down, uh, you know, uh, labor laws or, or you know or but labor laws are well, most labor like laws that. are detrimental well i mean i mean labor standards i mean like uh, we shouldn't have sweatshops i mean the economy shouldn't cause sweatshops so uh, people have to work in sweatshops so other people why what's their alternative don't if they don't work in sweatshops and how good they are <laughs> God, well that's that's a myth guys Charles we, Dickens we need to, we need to take a break <laughs> we, we need to take a break we'll be back with left right and center and 1290 cjbk right after this Welcome back to the show. You're with uh, Bob Metz, Jeff Schlemmer, and Dan Gall. It's left, right, and center. And we've been just talking about the World Trade Organization Convention and the state of emergency that has been declared in Seattle as uh, 3,000 convention uh, members are participating in a meeting, I believe, with about 136 countries. And meanwhile, 50,000 protesters have showed up on the streets of Seattle. And uh, they've dubbed it, uh, protesters and organizers have dubbed this event as the protest of the millennium and the battle in Seattle. Some closing comments, guys? You know, I just wonder uh, what our earlier caller, Barry, who suggested we should have morality police, would, would, might suggest in this case. Because here you have two differing moralities. One group that, quote, believes in capitalism and another group that believes in socialism. And they're protesting against each other's beliefs. Um, so one should beat up on the other. Or the one that has the most num members is the one that's right, and therefore they get the police on their side. That's 
uh, just to kind of, kind of tie these two subjects together, that's what you end up with, with perpetual well, conflict. Well, quickly, police quick, are stuck in the middle quick, of this. Quickly, Bob, though, uh, what about the fact that they used pepper spray and force to remove protesters quickly? Well, police are always entitled to, remove, to, to use whatever force necessary to get someone to, to obey the law. It's as simple as that. Jeff, closing comments? Yeah, well, I guess the, as far as the WTO, on the, on the issue of that, it's a question of how far we're willing to go to have our lives controlled by people we don't get to vote for, and, and I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, as far as the police involvement, uh, I guess one thing about it at least is that these protesters all believe in the system or they wouldn't be there. You know, in, in the old days you would have a civil war breaking out, you would have terrorist acts and so on. These guys all come to protest in these ways to try and get media attention because they believe that the political system ultimately works and I think that's a, that's a healthy thing. One person suggested uh, in this morning's reports, dancing in the streets, being loud, fighting against the Vietnam, fighting against corruption in the system. And now they've become the corporate giants. They are the corruption they espoused against in their youthfulness. Interesting concept. Thank you very much, Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz for Left, Right and Center. We thank, thank you for our callers for calling in and, and expressing your comments and opinions. And thank you for the listener, of course. Ryan Spence, thank you for the, uh, for the morning. Great job. We have Ask the Experts coming up at 12.30. And expert Bud Polhill from Bud Polhill Automotive will be joining us this afternoon at 12.30. 12 o'clock news is next. 1290 CJBK.